take 30 seconds today, Google your site, check those three, those three buttons, see what Google has to say and see if there's any opportunity to improve. Maybe it's registering with a better business bureau or getting better trust pilot reviews or doing the digital PR like we're talking about here. So we can fill up that because that's, that's what quality raters are looking at when they evaluate yeah. your site. That's what the algorithms are looking at. And it's just an under utilized tactic that a lot of people don't think about. Welcome to Unmiss, your go-to digital marketing hub. I'm Anatoly Ulatovsky, here with expert tips and exclusive chats to boost your online game. Let's get started. Hello, good people. Welcome to our show. Hello, bad people. Welcome to our show. Hello, welcome. Today we are going to discuss about EEAT, Experience, Expert Authority, Trust, about ASIO. We can touch AI because it's tough to ignore this topic. Uh, I think that was simple yesterday, impossible tomorrow. <laughs> we need to consider to change, adapt in our strategies. Uh, and uh, I see when uh, content marketers, uh, marketers, content creators can lose the job. According to data, 5% of them lost the job. It's not because of AI. It's because someone can adapt to AI and can replace them because tools only help and we need to adapt uh, in digital marketing. It's a quickly changing world. I'm so excited to discuss a lot more with Cyrus Shepard. How are you? Hey, Anatoly, how are you? Welcome back you one more time. I love your content. You are super active to share this valuable insights on Mosa in your personal accounts. Uh, I recommend to anyone to follow Cyrus on social media, on LinkedIn, on other social media. It's important for me to update what I have. I'm a student on this life. M many things uh, change <laughs> uh, and yeah, I, I still do it do every single day so uh Sarah, before we start just tell more about yourself experience background probably someone doesn't know you i don't know who <laughs> doesn't yeah. know but we, we can uh, we can have such people we have students founders of companies we always grow so tell more about your experience and background <laughs> absolutely thanks for having me on the show uh i am an seo i'm one of, i think i'm becoming one of the older SEOs in the industry at this point, uh, which is fine. Love it. Uh, most people know me from my days uh, back at Moz, uh, working with Rand Fishkin when it was a, a very different company than what it is now, but uh, still going back to MozCon this summer. Uh, very exciting. Uh, and now I own my own marketing company called Zippy. Uh, I also work as a Google quality rater, uh, one of the projects I've done over the last year. Uh, to try to learn more things about that. Just learned I'm getting fired because Google's reducing its Google <laughs> Quality Raider staff, uh, which is fine. Uh, it, it doesn't it doesn't pay very well, but it was it was a very educational experience. But anyway, uh, so I, I love studying Google's algorithm. I love talking about SEO, and uh, I like being a resource for people to learn about Google and SEO. So I'm, I'm happy to be on your show and talking about these things. Nice, nice. Uh, I I love to learn from you. Uh, Saras, I want to ask about this Google algorithm. It's not like many years ago when I started. I remember content, backlinks, and almost uh, a few other algorithms, uh, nothing else. Uh, that was in 2008. We hired a team of writers who wrote about anything. I gave them topics, weight loss, finance, anything. They wrote Google ranked. That was simple to uh, gain the system. It's not even because of Google. Competition was low. Uh, yeah. Google uh, didn't have enough choices to rank. Today, it's not the same. Uh, almost all topics are, are uh, overwhelmed, overpriced, and it's tough to get results. Uh, but it's still possible. We still have room. For example, uh, we grew one project from zero to 2,000 people a day in, in a very, very competitive niche. 
trading, investing, we compete with billion dollar companies, but we can find the way and uh, even more, we use a lot of AI. Today, we, I don't know how to create content without AI. Uh, and um, for example, we use PR as a link building strategy and we got mentions on CNN, Bloomberg, Investing.com, Business Insider, big websites because of using AI without AI, I don't know how to do it. So tell, uh, what do you think about uh, modern society, about uh, modern algorithms? Is it possible for human being to recognize them because you you, you learn this algorithm? But, but for me, it's it's really tough. And today, for, it's more important to pay attention to human being to satisfy uh, humans than algorithms. What do you think? Yeah, so I think one thing we've seen, uh, well, we learned a couple things since we last talked. Uh, you know, one was in the United States, uh, there's this big antitrust trial that the government is having against Google. So all this evidence came out uh, that Google had to reveal. They didn't want to reveal. And what we learned from that is how much Google is relying on you and I and humans to rank websites. Uh, so every time someone's doing a search on Google, every time they're using Chrome billions of times a day, that's the number one ranking factor that Google is using, that user data. Uh, and we thought it was links, we thought it was content. No, that just gets you onto page one. And then it's the, you know, the human interaction signals are, are so important. Um, the other thing that I've been focusing on uh, the last few, uh, the last year or so, uh, being a quality rater, is trying to look at how Google uses machine learning. Um, and it's, it's been really interesting to me. Google resisted machine learning for years. And like you were talking about, you had links, you had content, you know, it was just easy to do. But now they're training these algorithms on quality rater data and they're do, they're relying more and more and more on, on it. So the traditional ranking signals are a little harder uh, than. So it, it, it's really interesting. So humans, humans drive probably 50 percent of Google's algorithm these days. And it's so important to, to focus on those user interaction signals, those eat signals that some people still don't believe in, uh, but they, they, they are important and they do work. Yeah, nice, nice. Uh, I want to ask about the future. Um, you know, uh, let me share a few stories. For example, when I ask my son, please search on Google when he's asking hard questions. Uh, and he usually uses TikTok. He doesn't yeah. know anything about the Google. Uh, and when ChatGPT appealed, uh, I used AI before, but today I use a lot more. Uh, I play with this tool. I speak more open than with my wife, with ChatGPT. I can ask a lot of questions. And uh, for example, when I decided to buy Tesla in Florida, I decided to find a simple answer to simple question. Can I use this self-driver feature of the pilot uh, in Florida? And I can't find this answer on Google. Uh, I, I got a lot of content about Tesla, about electric cars, how it's important to save this world. Of course, it's important, but I need a simple answer to simple question. And I asked this question on Bart and get uh, got reply for a few seconds. Uh, and uh, I, I checked a few studies that this uh, ranking positions, 10 blue links are obsolete uh, considering modern uh, technologies. For example, Amazon today uh, can um, write summary of reviews that people leave on products because people don't read more than three reviews. Uh, 90% don't read more than 10 reviews. Uh, mm -hmm. So, uh, but when you have the summary, you can learn from the summary almost everything. What do you think about the future? Yeah. <laughs> How it looks in the SEO world? <laughs> I, I think I think Google. I I think we should focus on Google for the time being because they have all the business, they have the moat, 
they have the web browser and everything else like that. They they have an incredibly uh, huge business. And if if TikTok or ChatGTP hurts them at all, it's only hurting them one or two percent at this point. Um, most marketers like us are are still going to get most of our traffic uh, from Google, and I think they're we're going to see some advances from them. Uh, you know, they're working with their Gemini uh, AI solution uh, that's you know supposedly as good or better than, you know, chat GTP. So I think we're going to see them roll more of these quick answers out that you're looking for uh, in the next year. And SEOs like me are going to complain because they're going to be stealing our traffic. Yeah. Uh, but I think I think we're going to see some big advances over the next 12 months from Google to answer those questions like, uh, you know, about your Tesla in a single answer. Because you're right. After you use chat GTP for a while, Google <laughs> kind of isn't fun anymore because yeah. you got, it makes you do so much work. Mm -hmm. And TikTok, you know, I think one of the reasons you know, your son uses TikTok is because it's easy for him. Uh, yeah. It's what he's used to. I think the quality of TikTok is really low. I can't find anything on TikTok. But if it's <laughs> what you're used to and it's and, and they make it easier, uh, that's what people are going to do. So uh, yeah. I think it depends on the audience. He's looking yeah. for uh, soccer content, uh, how to practice, how to train. And, yeah, yeah. So. exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and it's simple. If you consume video content, you can mm -hmm. watch, uh, analyze. But yeah, uh, I think some people can use YouTube, but it depends on your intent. And uh, I'm interested more about blogging. Um, I remember in 2008, we uh, created a lot of uh, e-commerce content. We yeah. ignored blog content. Then Google uh, recognized user intent much better and we started to pay attention to blog content. We wrote a lot of blog posts. And uh, what do you think, uh, is it a good idea for new websites to start blogging? Because if Google can decrease the number of clicks and blogs uh, are getting more traffic, and if chatbots or any other, I don't know, technologies will reply to these questions. Uh, and I think, you know, content creators will uh, miss this time when uh, feature snippers uh, stole our uh, content, <laughs> at least Google linked to our content uh, and links today, but uh, chat chatbots just steal without even linking. Yeah. So what do you think, is it a good idea for new projects to pay attention to blog content? And if if it's important, what we need to do? <laughs> yeah, so for the last few years, uh, creating blog content has worked really, really well. And, and for a lot of companies, they didn't have to put a lot of thought or creativity into it. You know, you just fire up your tools, you see what words I'm supposed to put in my blog, you know, and you, you point some links to it and it ranks. Uh, I think that's working less and less these days uh, because consumer habits, people want their fast answers. It's still a great way. I mean, I'm still blogging. I still get a lot of uh, links and attention and traffic, but I think what's worked the last five years isn't going to work as well going forward that we need a little bit more uh, originality whether it's data or video content which isn't going away anytime soon we need the type of things that can't be replicated with ai uh because that's going to work for a little while but then everybody has it and then you're you're not going to need to distinguish yourselves from the sea of ai content that's going to flood the web so every every few years in SEO, we have to up our game and create a little bit better content, a little bit better content, a little bit better content. Uh, right now, we're just producing all the content, but eventually it's just going to have to be a little bit better. Yeah, I remember when Rand Fishkin uh, said uh, probably on Twitter, 
uh, he, he shared that he, he's going to pay attention to branding more than uh, SEO traffic. And yeah. he was right. <laughs> uh, because New York Times, Forbes appeal before digital. Mm-hmm. They, uh, even if they can't get SEO traffic, people will open these websites directly, you know, because uh, content is uh, valuable and help them. So uh, yeah. I think we need to pay attention to branding, not only to think about SEO traffic. Uh, yeah. And uh, even if SEO is that, I, you know, I think, uh, for example, everything has the end. If SEO is that, uh, uh, SEO doesn't teach only how to rank on Google. SEO teaches how to create high-quality content, how to increase website speed, how to earn backlinks that will bring traffic, uh, brand recognition. So uh, we can use this knowledge, skills to any other environment, whatever will happen in the future. Yeah, so. ab- yeah, absolutely. Right. I think we've got about one or two years with AI where everybody can just produce content as quickly as they can. And then then Google is going to get very good at just putting those answers, you know, uh, in their own search results. And a mm-hmm. lot of people who who produced a lot of this, mat- hundreds of thousands of pages of AI content, I think I don't think it's going to be as successful in two or three years. And but people still want websites, people still want posts, they still want to be information and entertained. And so if you can use your SEO skills to get those links, create that better content, uh, I, I think we're gonna I think we're gonna be okay. Yeah. I personally, I'm investing in a lot of video content, just like mm-hmm. just like this, because this is this is harder for AI to replicate and people want brands, people want personalities, people want authentic experience. Uh, so I'm bullish on the future of video. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, by the way, it's interesting about my son. Uh, he posts content on TikTok and, and YouTube, and he gets like uh, 2,000 views. And average, some videos bring 10,000 views. And uh, I, I, I can tell him, you know, if you can get a lot of new views like this, it, you can become a, a YouTube YouTuber, you know, like Mr. Beast. <laughs> you can achieve everything because it's tough for me. It's tough for many marketers. I know it's really tough. But uh, he creates content about biking, about soccer, and he, yeah, he gets a lot of views. Yeah. My problem is I'm not. I I don't know anything interesting. I just know SEO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, let's talk about EEAT. Yeah. Um, EEAT, uh, can you explain more about that, uh, about this abbreviation? And uh, uh, because uh, EEAT can concern uh, link building, can concern trust, uh, experience. So, uh, yeah, just more insights about that if someone uh, doesn't know what it, what it is. Yeah, absolutely. So EEAT stands for Experience, Expertise, Authority, and Trust. So, you know, we talk about the traditional ranking signals like content and links. Uh, and then a few years ago, Google was like, well, we have all this spam and this, you know, bad information in search results. How do we how do we make it quality? Uh, so they released these guidelines. Uh, they gave them to the search quality raters. They started working them into the algorithms. And so for some queries, especially medical queries or shopping or things like that, they want they want people who actually know what they're talking about. Uh, so they built it into their algorithms to try to find out if, if you actually have experience with, with what you, what you're saying, a lot of it's through links, uh, reputation research is a, uh, something that a lot of SEOs do that they should probably be a little bit better at, I think. Um, and it's very simple to do, uh, try to get the, you know, getting the reviews, getting the PR, the digital PR press mentions, things like that. It's one of the reasons I do podcasts. 
because you know most of the time i do these podcasts uh, the publisher will print a page on social media or their own website talking about me and zippy and when you do reputation research those those links show up uh, so podcast and, and media appearances is one of the number one ways i tell people improve your reputation yeah. um but you can also you can also talk about yourself on your own site. It's kind of like the difference between internal links and external links. What other people say about you is much more important than what you say about yourself. But it still matters. It still matters. So uh, it's something I work with clients a lot about, and I think it's it's such a ranking factor that people should pay a little bit more attention to because it does help in the long run a lot. Yeah. Uh, in our company, we adopted uh, PR to link building. Uh, so uh, we replaced a lot of link building techniques because uh, when you promote trading, investing niches, it's tough to get backlinks with uh, white hat SEO. I mean, like to outreach, uh, nobody wants to give these backlinks. But if you use PR, we, yeah. we got mentions on CNN, Bloomberg, Business Insider, Coindesk. I don't know. And uh, we paid six thousand uh, dollars for one press release six thousand dollars and we needed 12 press releases a week today we uh pitch 12 press releases and i i, I can share how we did it uh, for okay. example yeah yeah uh, uh, so uh, basically uh, uh in the first stage i tried to write off press releases myself i uh -huh. i wrote a bunch of press releases i felt with all of them zero links zero yeah. mentions nothing but i i learned how it works then uh, i uh, explain to our experts and most of them can write for forbes uh, big websites investor pay them and explain look at you can write blog posts but we need press releases uh, the format is less i mean like 300 500 words not more uh, share bullet points uh, expert opinion about trending topics uh, and um, look simple but it took like a few months uh, to send uh, a lot of press releases uh, to get nothing, but we learned, we played with topics, we played with format, and then miracle happened. <laughs> uh, we got uh, first backlinks, mentions, and after six months, today we get much better results than when we paid $6,000 to PR agencies, because this PR agency can hire journalists, they don't hire uh, experts. But if you teach experts how to do it right, you, yeah. you can get great results. And we saved a plus $3 million oh, a wow. year for, for one project. Yeah, we, we write uh, 12 press releases. Good money, you know, <laughs> you know to save. And yeah, and uh, but most press releases bring mentions, not uh, yeah. links. And it's tough to get uh, do follow links from uh, Bloomberg, I don't know, investing.com. Uh, what do you think about uh, no yeah. follow mentions uh, yeah your opinion about that well i want to ask you i want to how are you getting your press release because it's a very different than when i was doing press releases mm -hmm. back when i started how are you getting the press releases in front of the right people are you using just a distribution service are you doing manual work how, how does that look for you um i reviewed a bunch of tools uh season uh, pr news uh, and uh, decided to stay with proly um okay. Yeah, and I use Proly, but I can't tell it's the best tool. Uh, I don't uh, affiliate link in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no, I have no this link, <laughs> but uh, I stayed with this tool. Uh, probably I will change. I don't know. Uh, so um, I, I decided to try this tool because of the price. It's only one tool when you can pay uh, a month, not a year. Uh, I don't know why, but probably can share this uh, advantage. But if you 
one more features you need to pay more 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 than i paid even more than for other tools so but uh, this tool can help to choose relevant journalists uh, when you use keywords uh, you can uh, this tool can find Twitter mentions, articles, you can see uh, journalists who post about specific niches, then you need to create format uh, for this journalist. Um, it, it's tough. It's tough to learn 2,000 journalists uh, about their format. But uh, when you have specialists who can write uh, great uh create great content for any websites like Forbes, you don't need to teach a lot. You just explain. Look at we need trending topics. Uh, don't share breaking news. It's a big mistake, by the way. I found uh, when um, uh, new um, specialists usually share breaking news. You can't compete with um, about breaking news. Yeah. You can't be first. But you can share extra opinions. You can bring more value. And uh, we usually distribute like 2,000 press, uh, yeah, 2,000 uh, pitches uh, for one press release. It depends. Uh, sometimes 1,000, sometimes uh, 4,000. But anyway, uh, uh, our best results like uh, 5, 10 uh, links and mentions for one oh. press release. Uh, one uh, PR brought 55 uh, links and mentions. Um, it's the best result that we got. Yeah, so we adapted just forgetting this links and mentions yeah, yeah. so let <laughs> me let me talk about that let me let me give your audience mm -hmm. uh a very a 30 second tip on how to check your website reputation uh mm -hmm. so you google your website and you you find your you find your result and there's three little dots next to your do domain name you click that there's a pop-up and then there's a link that says uh about this about this site you click mm -hmm. that and those are all the links and mentions that google knows about your site some people don't have very many some people have like two or three and like, there's just not a lot of information there. Uh, and then you go to some sites and it's all negative. It's just negative, mm -hmm. bad reviews. Uh, but most people never look at that. So take it, take 30 seconds today, Google your site, check those three, those three buttons, see what Google has to say and see if there's any opportunity to improve. Uh, maybe, maybe it's registering with a better business bureau or getting better trust pilot reviews or doing the digital PR. Uh, like we're talking about here, so we can fill up that because that's that's what quality raters are looking at when they evaluate yeah. your site. That's what the algorithms are looking at, and it's it's just it's just an underutilized tactic that a lot of people don't think about. Yeah, yeah, valuable. Uh, when this medical update appealed, um, uh, uh, I mean, like uh, in most cases, it uh, touch um, uh, health and finance niches. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. What do you think about other niches? How it's important for uh, I don't know any other niche uh, yeah. to consider EEAT? Yeah. So yeah, exactly. When it first launched, it, it mostly targeted uh, the your money or your life sites, uh, really, really high. But now I think especially this year. Uh, we're seeing Google expand it with the helpful content update and the spam update. And now, you know, any travel blog or travel blogs, especially any review site, uh, they've expanded the universe of what gets hit uh, by EEAT, where it really, it touches all sites. Honestly, it's just a kind of a sliding scale of how big of impact uh, mm. that, that it's going to have. But everybody is subject to EEAT to some degree or another. Uh, and especially if you do medical or, you know, cannabis or anything like that, uh, you're going to get hit pretty hard. Uh-huh. Yeah. Nice. Nice. And what do you think how it's important to uh, create bio? Uh, I mean, like uh, offers bio for your blog post, because 
I still get questions. Do I need to do it? I, I don't know why we have even this problem. Just share this beer to submit headshot. But uh, what do you think? Why, why it's important or it's not important? Well, no, what, not, what? I'm sorry. What are we talking? What for the blog post? I mean, like uh, when blog post, uh, yeah. for example, on Moz, you can find uh, many yeah. great blog posts, and yep. you know the offer of this blog post. Yeah. What do you think? How it's important to create such uh, offer bio? Yeah. So the author bio, it's it's very controversial because Google, you know, says we don't have we don't have algorithms that look at author bio. Uh, but one of the things I do as a quality reader uh, is you have to find information about who created the site, mm -hmm. and you have to score that. Is there adequate information? Uh, things like that. So I went through my own site, Zippy.com, and I added author information on every page. I tried to make it look like I am an expert on as much as possible. I put my face on it. Uh, I've added links. Uh, I look like an authority uh, because it, even if even if Google's algorithm uh, doesn't reward it, the users on the website are going to look at that and maybe they trust me a little bit more. Uh, maybe mm -hmm. they're going to come back to the site a little bit more, and Google can see those signals of what the user is doing. Uh, so. Just putting an author bio on your you know, on your post isn't going to do anything. But if you can make users trust you a little bit more, uh, users yeah. and the quality raters and everybody else, it can turn it can turn the dial a little bit. Make make people. Uh, I, I tell my clients, put it on the page. Don't just assume everybody knows who you are, why they should yeah. trust you. Lay it out on the page so that if no, someone's never heard of you before, they can understand who you are and why they don't need to do another Google search. This is the Google search they did, and this is the final answer. Yeah, I think it's the same like uh, if we take any books, uh, people read books from famous authors like yeah. uh, Jack London, I don't know, uh, Joe Sugarman, uh, Rand Fishkin. Yeah, and for me, uh, I, I have no time to read a teeny percent of great books. I want to yep. read all of them, but I have no time. So I'm so picky to choose books. So if I see an article written by Cyrus Shepard, uh, Ryan Fishkin, Neil Patel, I can open because I trust these people. I know them. They can share valuable insights. If no name can write an article, I, I have no time you know, to read these articles. Probably it's great stuff, but you need to deserve this attention to create yeah. brand awareness. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's basic marketing. Uh, you're... You're, if you're a kid looking at cereal, you've got all these cereals to choose from. Make people pick your cereal box. Put Tony the Tiger on it. Yeah, nice. nice. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about AI. Um, yeah. Can you tell how we can uh, use AI for this EEAT? Uh, mm. uh, because, because I use a lot of AI. And uh, in our company, we edit content with AI. Uh, I mean, like, uh, I can write a bad copy with many grammar mistakes. I don't care about these mistakes. I just share valuable insights, data. Then I ask GPT, please uh, edit this context, uh, create this logical chain. Uh, if it press release, I can tell, look at, uh, use format of Forbes or other big websites. And it works well. So we don't need, we can save today money and time. Uh, for uh, editors, we still use them, but it's not like in the past. Uh, we use a lot for translation, and it works well. What, what do you think about AI and EAT? How you can combine both? Yeah, I think I think there's a risk for a lot of a lot of marketers right now. It sounds like you're using AI in a smart way, and I, I know you're on Twitter. I know you've seen examples where people are just using AI to make as much as they can, and it doesn't have. EAEAT. It's just a crap article uh, that they pumped out. It's article spinning, you know, for the year 2024. Uh, 
so I think we have to be careful and take the steps that you're taking to make make sure that we're not damaging our eat uh, yeah. by just mass producing content that uh, chat GTP. Uh, I think we're going to see some advances in the next year with, you know, using using AI to help us do internal linking uh, to uh, site sources a little bit better than it does now um, to structure our content. So I I think the smart SEOs can take advantage of it. I this, I think the bad SEOs are going to get penalized six yeah. months from now uh, because they're not demonstrating expertise. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, and you don't want it to damage your brand when you build up your expertise. You know, um, I, I think AREFs is a good example, a, the tool company. They just mm -hmm. produced, you know, they just used AI to publish thousands and thousands of articles using stats and proprietary data. So they're blend, they're blending AI with their proprietary, proprietary data. Uh, SEMrush and similar web are doing, you know, similar things uh, to really create a good experience. They're not just pumping out articles. They're adding that extra bit of proprietariness um, and expertise uh, into the AR articles. And I, I think that's going to be what the winning people are going to do, be doing going forward. Yeah, you, you don't hide my secrets. Um, yeah. uh, I have SEMrush secrets. <laughs> <laughs> we create a lot of programmatic pages uh, with uh, data, statistics, especially about trading, investing niches, and get a lot of traffic on these pages. We can convert this uh, traffic, uh, monetize, and it works well. So, And we use AI. We use AI to create these pages, but we check manually if it's quality then why not i think google doesn't care about ai written or not i remember when i asked for brisk canal from bing about that he told that bing doesn't care if it's ai right. content bing cares about quality i think uh, i even stopped checking with ai detectors yeah uh, i did it but then i got it why i need to change if it's quality okay ai detector can tell Look at it's uh, AI written. Okay, but it's quality. Yeah. <laughs> we proofread, we check, we we are ready to publish this content. And Google, I think, don't, uh, doesn't care about yeah. these detectors as well. Cyrus, <laughs> uh, I want to ask about your strong side. It's interesting. I, I know you, you have great experience, but today we have a million marketers, consultants, uh, agencies. So can you tell what is your strong side? Why you are better than others? I'm not. I'm terrible. Uh, but I have some. <laughs> I have some strengths, right? Uh, I I I think you know. I love I love marketing. Uh, I I think one of the reasons I've done well in this field uh, is because I wanted to be a screenwriter. Uh, mm -hmm. I went to I went to film school at USC, same place as you know uh, uh, George Lucas and Ron Howard and a bunch of famous directors. But I wasn't any good at it. I just wasn't really good at writing movies. But I learned how to write. I've always uh -huh. been a fairly good speaker. I I think being a good storyteller uh, is a valuable skill for marketers. And uh, I think I'm a pretty good storyteller. So mm -hmm. I, I but I'm a, I'm not that great of an SEO. I just you know I can tell I but I can make you think I am uh, because I have a good story story to tell. So. <laughs> I think when giving conference talks or writing blog posts or pitching journalists, it's that story that always makes people stand out. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I think that's the secret to my success anyway. Uh, yeah. Don't tell anybody I'm a terrible SEO. <laughs> okay, I got it. <laughs> so guys, please don't share this information. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah uh, let's talk about mistakes. Uh, 
uh, in my experience in marketing, we need to do mistakes. I do a lot of them. Uh, oh, yeah. I made a lot of terrible mistakes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, for example, I mentioned about PR. Um, I spent six months to think how to save three million dollars, and we did it. Uh, but six months were terrible. I could give up, but I didn't because uh, the stack was high. And uh, I, I think it's not like getting mistakes it's more about experience about acquire experience uh, to go ahead can you list mistakes that you see companies can avoid today i mean like okay some mistakes we need to do to learn to test to practice but which mistakes we can avoid from your experience oh that's that's a great question because i love mistakes um I, I i wish people would make more mistakes and experiment more and try harder uh at the same time it it, it's cringy when you're when you're on Twitter and you see a marketing campaign just fall flat because uh, it has the wrong message or uh, they just did something terribly stupid. Uh, but I think with SEO, I think I think you have a lot of leeway to make mistakes with SEO. You can publish pages, you can always unpublish pages. Uh, people people talk about my Twitter account sometimes. Say, oh, you got great tweets, but no, I delete a lot of tweets. I, I put them out there and they're terrible, and I just pull them back. So I I think. An, ex, a, a, an environment or a culture or a mindset of testing. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of SearchPilot and SEMrush. I, I can't remember their testing platform. I'm mm -hmm. a big, I, I tell all my clients, we have to think of everything we do as an experiment uh, mm -hmm. because we're going to try a lot of stuff and some of it's not going to work and some of it's, some of it's not going to do anything. Uh, mm -hmm. But we have to try a lot of things and keep what's working and stop what's not working. So, and that's really hard to sell sometimes, especially when you're fighting for budget mm -hmm. within larger organizations, because they want to know how hot, you know, if we're going to spend a hundred thousand dollars, yeah, you know, what's, what's our return on investment. And you know, sometimes we just have to start small and say, let's dedicate a smaller amount to just experimenting and, uh, and see what works before we scale this out. So, yeah. Yeah, I think um, it's the same with paid marketing uh, because uh, I don't know how to create great marketing uh, campaigns uh, and pay-per-click. And I know companies who that lost 500K, you know, because yeah. uh, to get zero leads, nothing. Uh, and it's not simple. It's not like uh, I remember when I uh, registered in Google Ads many years ago and uh, I paid for click like uh, five, ten cent. And uh -huh. yeah, that worked well. Today I need to pay five, ten dollars. <laughs> and yeah. I, I see companies lose money on that. Uh, I don't know how to become an Instagram star overnight. It takes time. It doesn't matter what kind of channel you can choose TikTok, YouTube, uh, SEO. It takes time. So when Someone can tell, oh, SEO takes time. Okay, show me channel that doesn't ask you for time. You know, you need to be patient. And Mr. Beast, for example, spent seven years to buy the first camera. Seven years today. I don't know how much he has, a lot, plus two uh, million, uh, 200 million subscribers. But yeah, I, I, I love using Mr. Beast. Uh, I, I think we might be a peak Mr. Beast. I don't know. I don't know if we'll go uh -huh. higher with Mr. Beast. But one thing I love about him is, he does things that doesn't scale. Uh, I, his first viral video was one where he, he counted to like 100,000 or something like that. Yeah. One, two, and it took 28 hours. And even today, his videos, you can't replicate those videos without a lot of work. You just can't mass produce them because he puts so much work into them and they don't scale. Uh, and that's the kind of marketing I love doing, things that don't scale. Uh, you know, it doesn't work for everybody, but I think when you want to stand out, uh, 
that's a great strategy. And I, I that's one thing I admire about Mr. Beast. Uh, I, I don't know if, what else I admire about him, but yeah. I think he's a great example. Yeah, uh, I watched one interview with Mr. Beast when he said that you need to film a hundred bad videos. Just film a hundred bad videos, yeah. and I think it works for any other niche. Uh, if you wanna write, you need to write a hundred bad copies. Uh, yeah. If you film, record podcasts, uh, just uh, just do it a hundred times. Uh, forget about. It's not like to forget about quality, but uh, acquire experience first, then think more about quality. So. And uh, for SEO, I usually uh, post on social media, on LinkedIn. I don't care a lot about uh, grammar stuff, about yeah. uh, uh, collecting so much data. Uh, and because on social media, posts are dying fast. But uh, you mentioned that you can remove some uh, tweets. Uh, I, I don't do it. I just leave them. Okay, they, are, <laughs> they die anyway. <laughs> so, but for SEO, of course, it's important to update content, you know, to have fresh uh, data information, the best content that you can create in this time. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, I want to ask about uh, learning from scratch. Uh, what I found, uh, I usually get good results with clients who understand uh, what we do. For example, uh, when clients understand why we need to create high quality content, how to do it, how to earn uh, good backlinks with PR, link building, uh, why it's important to increase website speed as much as possible, even much uh, faster than competitors have. Uh, many different insights, we get great results with such clients. If they don't, uh, it's tough to help them. Uh, yeah. I think experts can't, especially can't. It's the same like if someone wants to lose weight, you can ask the best coach in the world you know, to help me to lose weight. But you need to understand why you need to eat healthy yeah. food, to drink water, to train hard. So uh, I think all results depend on clients, not on specialists. We just show them the right way. So uh, I'm interested if you started today from scratch without any experience, knowledge, skills, forget about most experience, about your company. It's your first day. You know Google exists. You used to search for some keywords, but you have no idea how it works. So what will you do if you started from scratch? Uh, starting from starting a website from scratch. Anything. SEO campaign, website. It's your first day, but you want to become an expert in one day. You want to create great content. You want to earn uh, money online. So just it's your first day. That's well, Let's imagine you have some project you want to promote. <laughs> that's a great. That's a great question. Uh, if it was my first day and I didn't know anything, uh, you know, I would start in the affiliate marketing space. I'm sure. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I recently attended Chiang Mai as, uh, affiliate conference uh, in Thailand, which is a great, great resource. They they have some of the best educational resources, uh, teaching people how to scale websites, do keyword research, all that. Uh, Matt Diggity over there does some great jobs. So it's probably start in affiliate marketing. Uh, I I think I just start building stuff out. And I would I, I think I don't think I would change anything from how I started out uh, 11, 12 years ago. I would build a crappy website. I would try to get links to it, you know, you, you emailing people and uh, figuring out what works and building out the pages. Um, and there's plenty of opportunity there. I The affiliate space has grown so much over the years. I, I, there was a time you remember when we thought Google didn't like affiliates. Now Google depends on affiliates for all their all their search results. Uh, so. Yeah, it'd be earned. I'd just be an SEM Rush affiliate. Uh, that's that's what I would do. Uh, you know what, what I like in your answer that you share about practice, about real practice, not uh, how to learn. You know, uh, I see when people can share. You need to read blog posts. You need to watch videos. But 
nothing works if you do nothing, you know. <laughs> so yeah. you need to make your hands dirty. I, I, I uh, learned a lot about PR. I read a lot of blog posts, watch videos, but I, I couldn't create results without uh, trying, without yeah. And failing and failing a lot. Yeah, a lot. (laughs) And yeah, I have my final question. Um, Very important question for students who uh, can listen to this podcast about your daily routine, how to prioritize things, because I have a hundred things to do uh, every moment, but I can't do uh, all these things. I prioritize, I optimize my time. Uh, I need to spend time with my family. So, Tell your methods how to optimize this time and uh, to enjoy the process. <laughs> yeah, uh, get off social media, uh, which is funny to say because I have a big social media presence, but I try to limit it to 30 minutes a day. Uh, I read everything on Twitter and LinkedIn, and then I compose my you know my post for the next day. So that's that's one hint. Uh, I'm I'm terrible at this question because I think I'm just like you. I I can't get everything done, and uh, it's terrible. And I I. Maybe you're like me. I want to do everything myself. Uh, I have trouble delegating to other people, uh, to other teams. Uh, so I'm really bad at, at creating creating systems. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm terrible at answering this question because I have <laughs> one million things I need to do even today. And I, I won't I won't get them all done. So yeah, <laughs> my, my I, only answer, go for a run and don't and stay off social media. Yeah, and uh, Warren Buffett is on the same boat. I remember when Warren Buffett said that his day is unstructured. Uh, He doesn't know what to do. (laughs) He just takes things. And But um, I usually try myself, always. I try myself, then I think uh, how to find someone who can decide this problem for me, you know. So, but I can try, understand what it is. It's not like to read, Uh, but I need to try when I understand what it is then i search for people who can help me with that <laughs> so yeah yeah to, to feel my process Cyrus, it's a big pleasure to get on my show i love the experience you know how to share this valuable insights this valuable valuable bombs you you lead me in the right direction tell the best <laughs> way how to keep learning from you how to reach out to you how to follow you yeah uh I, i'm still on twitter still on linkedin and uh you can sign up for my newsletter on zippy.com Okay, so Elon Musk didn't break your heart. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he has time. He has time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I hope Twitter will be fine. Uh, all social media will be fine. Uh, guys, I recommend to anyone to follow Cyrus Shepard on social media, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, because I do. I know it's important to update what we have. We are students on this live. Things are coming fast. We need to adapt because digital marketing is a quickly changing world. If you ignore new technologies, these technologies will ignore you. Okay, guys, love you. See you. Thanks for tuning in to Unmiss. Enjoyed the show? Drop us a review on your favorite platform and help us spread the digital marketing wisdom. See you next episode.